Welcome to D&D and D, the Dinner Party Role-Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Cressel. With me today are all the fun people. Say hi, fun people. Hello. Hi, fun people. We're actually together this time. This time we are we together. Are. In a different room. In a different room. I think we figured this out. Less echoey. Yes. Famous last words. We'll see how it does when I, <laughs> when I cut it. Yeah. Yeah, but, instead of sitting around one table, we're all at these like little pods. Yeah, we're 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 like the the late stage Beatles recording. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's in their own little moon. Oh man, there's five of us though. Who's who? Uh, who gets to be Yoko? Oh, mm. You know, no, I was going to say Pete that Best. I was George Martin. Oh god, yeah, like sense. we both just picked like, <laughs> the, not, yeah, the Beatles. not Beatles. <laughs> I'm Man, Ringo. you're definitely George, Mike. Oh, I'm yeah, George. Mike's yeah, Mike's definitely, definitely George. George. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. Who, what instrument uh-huh. does he play? Guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm George. His guitar is the one that gently Oh, no, weeps. it's not the one that gently weeps. Is it, it is. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. He also loves milk. I know this because mu- music is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beth loves it when we get deep into the I music. I do love it. I just also, I'm oh, here. Just so everybody knows, uh, I had Beth listen to... Um, uh, a song by Asia on the oh, car wow. ride, and okay. she loved it. I liked it. You nice. liked it. Yeah. I liked the I Asia, Asia song. Here comes the feeling by Asia. It has good music. <laughs> the music is good. The, the music I, part. Music? I listened to this music. And and it was uh, music. Yeah, and I told her I was like, yeah, everybody makes fun of Asia, and yeah, I like sucks. Asia it's fine. A, thank you. No, they're very bad. No, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have an opinion. When I, I have heard one version, song, and and I enjoyed the music. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Asia rules. Asia rules. <laughs> Asia's in the Avalon. I oh, love style. Avalon. No, fuck Avalon. It's very bad. But if I love you it. ever want to, like, if you ever think, like, oh man, life is so short, how do I make it feel longer? Just listen to <laughs> Avalon and time slows to a crawl. That might be part of the reason I like it. It's just the slowest shit. And if you don't know the band Avalon, then you can go to the bakery Avalon. <laughs> In Detroit, yes. Michigan, which uh, is really good. I hope it's still open. As far as I know, there's not a band, Avalon. It Avalon is, is a album. song by Roxy okay. Music. We'll play the vi- music video for you later, and you can... <laughs> Yeah, you, you can, can hate you it. You can, yeah, decide if you I won't hate it. it. I'll feel pressured to love everything you show me. <laughs> Asia's good. Asia's good. You didn't like St. Vincent. I... What? That's and true. I didn't like... That- stuck in my brain that did stick in my brain too what's, what's happening <laughs> oh my worst nightmare <laughs> <laughs> this is the energy we all get in person yeah uh we are going to play some dungeon dragons though uh as much as i would love to just talk about music that i like that no one else likes uh for the rest of the time we're going to play some dungeons and dragons uh we're we're this is not the fondue day but the fondue day is coming yeah, uh, okay, I'll believe it when yeah. I'm eating that You've fucking cheese, dude. You've been talking fondue for years. Yes, We're a borderline conversation like... pit in this room, where I feel oh, like yeah. it's the best place to eat fondue. Now, for you know sure. a conversation pit is? It's the best. It's like with a couple of steps going down to like I, a little... And then you very got like, like balls 60s. and stuff. Very and 60s, yeah. It's like a couch, but a hole in the ground. Oh, plastic yeah, balls. it's like a recessed, like it's... A, the pit and it goes really far down there's you a want to put cheese the in there you want to have a no, net you, of cheese you bring the fondue oh, you, pot you bring in the there. pot down there put a table and then in there everybody and... gets to like sit on their floor with you you know and... you want to have cheese on the floor yeah of Let's your pit on. yeah <laughs> i think that sounds fun i'm on board okay mike's in for pit cheese yeah pit cheese. 
Mm. Oh. No. Oh, no, oh, no. no. <laughs> I retract my excitement for this new thing. <laughs> uh, but cheese is going to play an enormous factor in the beginning of today's session. So Yeah, what is this called? Tyromancy. Tyromancy. T-Y-R. Oh, and it's oh. real. Yes, it is rooted well well i'm i'm twisting the reality of it but it is rooted in in real uh traditions of i had divination. no idea that this was real like who did it russell I think what the Eastern is tyromancy tyromancy is, is using melted cheese in the shadows that they cast to uh divine the future <laughs> that's <laughs> so we are going to use it so to explain but, the past oh like very eastern european that's yeah so cool. <laughs> it's like the final movie of harry potter where they're doing like the the Deathly Hollows, but instead of beautiful wispy underwater puppets, it's just cheese. It's just, cheese. Yeah. It's just globs of cheese. <laughs> it's just what happens when you stretch apart a mozzarella stick. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, I need to I need to ask this question because is the cheese is not on the ground because if it was on the ground, it wouldn't cast a shadow. No, no, no. So no, no, no. You cheese. have a big pot yeah, and you stick pot. stuff into it and you mix it up and then you pull it. I'm going to describe it in fiction, oh, okay. in, in moments. Right. 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 <laughs> you pull it out and the strands whip out and then they, they cast, they create images. Yeah, we what don't do even you... have to act as our characters. We're just going to be amazed. <laughs> We're just going to be amazed. At that. <laughs> what if the strands hit you in the eye? It means you die first. You'd lose your eye. That's true. Because the cheese is so hot. It's so hot and melting. It would melt your eyeballs. Well, can you lower the temperature of the cheese? <laughs> Not easily. It, this was like, 13th century Eastern Europe. You had a big fire under the pot. Well, why, why am I going to sit around a pot of cheese if it's just going to come up and hit me in the eye and blind me? You have created the worst possible scenario and you are stuck in this loop. <laughs> and this is how James uh, loses an eye. So stay tuned for kill count, future kill counts oh, where no. he's got an iPad. <laughs> Maybe if we actually had cheese here. Uh, well, it, oh. it, that's, that's why right, I'm just looking right, out for your right. eyes. That's why we're not doing the fondue. This is well, a little fair. heated. I appreciate that. Not too heated or it could be dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, we last left you guys off with Francois from Mager inside the ruins of the uh, Fey city of Primavera, where you discovered the formerly captive Francois who had hid himself away from his captors by encasing himself in fungal spores that got a little bit out of control and turned him into a mushroom monster. You fought off the mushrooms. Abbas destroyed the mushroom parts of him with a blight spell causing all of the plant bits to recede and fade away, revealing the man underneath. And then he has told you that he will divine the origins of uh, the Tyr and Middleton, how those two are connected through some Tyromancy. He asked for... Is that why he's able to? Because it's Tyr? Amancy? That that is a legit fun coincidence. Wow. (laughs) But yes, you, you supplied him with uh, the mysterious journal that you found inside of the mayor's mansion in Middleton, which had enough of a personal connection to this ancestor of his to um, make the magical connection that he needed to um, answer the questions that you have. You are looking for this tier for a couple different reasons. You believe it to be one of the uh, sacred objects that was given to the heir of Earthadar to protect them against the forces of evil that um, they have to fight. And because Toge the Putrid passed Ran and Cran with finding the tier somewhere in Middleton, and they are hoping that you can find that for them and free them of their servitude to Toge. Um, you have some 
information that leads you to believe that perhaps um, Morgan, the sister of Yanathan, who you encountered in Season 2, may be behind this plot, but you have not yet encountered her specifically. That is pretty much the situation. The Doppelflax hanging out. You have uh, several miniature versions of yourself that are very obsessed with ears. Mm -hmm. Totally normal. Totally normal. The monkeys Mm -hmm. hanging out. Are there, how many Doppelflax are there? Four or four. And then there's five monkeys. They could all dance together. We could pair them up in a little monkeys and flax. Well, one cute. monkey isn't going to have a date. They're the conductor. That's very over the garden wall. <laughs> 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 Pete is with you. The other animals are not. That is the situation as you have it. You are in a large room that could have been a great hall or some other sort of uh, gathering place in this temple. Uh, it is very ruined. Uh, there are holes in the ceiling that are exposed to several levels of temple until you get to the sky that's all collapsed roof. There was once a tendril of mushroom coming down here that has since been blighted away by, by Zappas' magic. That was part of Francois' escape route. There's a big fireplace that he has built a fire in, heated up a pot, melted down his magic cheese that he had on him, on his person. Now, with uh, a hand on the journal, uh, he starts to melt the cheese, stir it up, and do his magic. Reveal us some secrets, Frankie. Yeah, so Francois uh, steps over to the fireplace. He starts to stir the pot uh, that he has poured some of the alcohol that Fletch supplied that he spirited away from the inn, the melting pot inn in Middleton. He had on his person, gave it to Francois. He pours that in the pot with a little chunk of cheese that he retrieved from somewhere within his uh, now ill-fitting clothes. He lights the fire with a little bit of magic, and then he starts to stir the pot, and the cheese, you can all see, it melts. Uh, For the first time in this place, there is a nice smell. You're overwhelmed with uh, this very warm, uh, earthy uh, smell of this melting cheese. The alcohol burns off. Uh, gives a little bit of that kind of uh, boozy scent as well. This this is such a relief. Oh, yeah. It has mm-hmm. been so long of smelling stinky, gross, gross black. Sometimes it's goops. Sometimes it's cheese. Sometimes it's us. There's a pig that travels with us. <laughs> Hobble's a clean animal. But yes, it is a relief from all of the scents, the myriad horrible scents that you guys have experienced since, really since the Harvest Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even then, that was like good smelling cheese. But then there was also dead bodies everywhere. Oh, at the cheese festival in Middleton, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yes. that there was there was a brief relief oh, there. But yes, true, before yeah. the the yes I, the, the carnage. The cheese was described as funky. Yes, it was a funky one. It's never been a good cheese. What so. kind of cheese is this that we're melting down, smelling, getting all up in our nostrils? Pocket pocket cheese. Yeah, it's it's pocket, pocket cheese. cheese. It's very earthy. It is not. It's really more the combination of like fire, this like very old cooking pot that he's put it in. And the residual kind of mushroomness of of his hands um, mm. that gives it this this nice earthy scent. You do get a little bit of funk on the back end from from the cheese itself. Back end funk, man. Ah, uh. it seems that the cheeses that Middleton is known for have some some inherent funk 
to them. But cooking it down helps that and it brings it all together and you're you're comforted by this and, it, and you all kind of relax a little bit. So mm. the, the disadvantages that you would have had from when you were tripping on the spores <laughs> mm-hmm. go away. You guys are are more restored to your normal selves, and I can hear better because of the smell of the cheese. No, that the the, the ring out is still affecting you, but yeah, you're not sense. you're not uh you're not in a bad trip kind of place anymore. Um, so Marjorie, uh, anything that has to do with listening, you're still gonna have a hard time with. What's new? <laughs> <laughs> I just kidding. I love you, Marge. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cheese is so gross. I mean, I love cheese, but just thinking about how it happens. Like, it's one of those foods that if we weren't all, like, raised with it and around it, and you, like, learned about another culture where they make cheese, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Any kind of yeah. controlled spoilage. Yes, yeah. it's so weird. It's so gross. It's very strange. But it's delicious. I gross. love it. Yeah. It's delicious. It's delicious. You guys watch and you relax as this, this um, pot of cheese comes together. And even though it was a very small chunk that Francois put into this pot, uh, it grows and it fills the pot. And you have this whole big uh, cauldron full of this melted, gooey liquid. And he takes out a very long fork from within his sleeve. It looks like... It is a magic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It has a very long handle. It is plated with silver. Uh, and it has uh, two very small tines on the end, uh, and he dips it in, and he st- uh, spins it around, and he starts to whip it up and down, back and forth. Oh, careful. And, yeah. and I cover my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he turns uh, back towards you, away from the fireplace, away from the hearth, uh, and he pulls these long strands of cheese around, and he starts whipping them around, almost lasso-like, uh, into a, a frenzied whirl of cheese strands, and they start to cast shadows up on the opposite wall of this room. I have to calm down Pete, because he's now, like, looking at the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to chase them. Yeah. Like, okay, calm down, bud. Mm, roll animal handling. Oh, dang. Do you want Okay, uh, 19. Animals love yeah, cheese. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're Fucking able to calm cheese. him down, but he's doing, the, he's got that really wide-eyed look yeah. that cats have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the saucer eyes. Yeah. <laughs> He watches Francois creates this canopy of cheese strands above himself that he whips back and forth, and they start to create different shapes. And, and the shapes... He's ref- doing, like, cat's cradle with them? Uh, he, almost. He's not... Nece- he's only using the fork, but they're, they're suspending in air magically. And, and it oh. is... They're, they're intertwining, and they're creating these shapes up on the wall uh, in, in shadow. Uh, and you start to see, like, a picture box story appear. Uh, oh. And he uh, starts to narrate... Uh, what you see, and he says, oh, yes, it is working. I can see in the cheese. Uh, we are being taken back many, many years to my ancestor who first founded Middleton. Uh, but he was, he was but a poor dairy farmer, you see, and uh, he moved with his small herd uh, to this valley to try to find good pastures for them. But there were many monster attacks at this time. And you can see up on the wall, uh, there's a small figure of a man with uh, shapes uh, bovine shapes following behind him. Cow uh, monsters? No, these are his cows. Then oh. there are monstrous like oh. shapes. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting ahead of the story. You're reading ahead. <laughs> and uh, there are monster like shapes that descend upon them. Uh, these shadows start to take on a little bit more of a magical quality and, they, quality and they have a little bit more texture and depth to them than normal shadows would. 
um, so you can get a more vivid sense of uh, the characters, and they're not they're not just pure flat shadow shapes. Eventually, he found a large patch of earth that looked to have been the result of a landslide uh, years ago. Uh, things were just beginning to grow again, uh, and he found soil the soil nice, and the cows find it, found it agreeable. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was about halfway between the eastern and western uh, entrances to the pass, so he called it to Middleton. Uh, this was a very good day. Uh, and you see there's like little pendants and stuff show up in the shadows. <laughs> They're <laughs> celebrating. The, the, the movement of it is very uh, Monty Python animation. I know that there was much rejoicing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there was much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, two elves later showed up. Yes, I can. I can see them. They here. They are. They are. And he whips the cheese around, and you can see these these shapes. We have to. Uh... <laughs> it's not us. It's not always us. Is it us from the past? No, no. <laughs> oh, we didn't even know be? each other five thousand years ago. Maybe our memories got erased. Where were Did you hear the year I said? Oh. Yeah. No. That. You're right. You see the shapes appear, and they have a little bit of texture to them. Even the shadows have a little bit of texture to them. You can see that these are two elves. You can't really make out the features, but you can see that they both have cascading manes of hair. They're very tall, and their silhouettes are, you know, very svelte and, and athletic. They're dragging. You can see in the shadow that they're dragging some sort of box or, or, or square-type shape, and they're having a very hard time with it. He says, yes, they were, it was a beautiful man and, and woman. They were so angry. They, they were trying to move a, a heavy chest wrapped in great chains. And, and they were arguing. Uh, and you can hear, not from Francois, but uh, somewhere, uh, somewhere in this room, somewhere in, in, in your, in, not, not really in your head. It's not like you can hear it in your head. You can hear it externally, but it's just kind of around in ambient voices. And you hear the voices. Uh, say, how are we going to get this thing out of here before they find us? Maybe you shouldn't have killed the ogres, Yan. Well, maybe they shouldn't have pissed me off. And then uh, Francois starts, the voices like fade away, and Francois starts narrating, and he says, my ancestor saw us a heavy chest. And he imagines the great riches that were inside this heavy bound chest. Do you, do you hear Yan? I heard, I heard Yan. Yan. Yeah. Yeah. Yanathan? I just want to say I love so much that it's this like story and it's like, oh, this is like the founding of this town. It's all very mystical. And then it like cuts to the actual voices and it's like, stop being such a butt wife. <laughs> 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 Fucking ass money. <laughs> Yan. S- sibling's going to sibling. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> Knowing that he couldn't uh, fight these fearsome strangers, he approached them with an offer to help. You see, my family has a streak of, well, uh, someone called them tricksters. Uh, we don't have much magic in our line, but it comes in two forms. Silver spores, like me, or a silver tongue, uh, as it were. And my ancestors... Those are, your, those are your family's two powers? You can talk good or you can turn to a mushroom? Yes, what is your family's powers? Yeah, what the is power your... power to rock! Huh? Better than turn it into a mushroom. What the hell is that? Why, well, it helps me make the cheese. Be- hey! Sorry. Let him be a cheese man. Okay, cheese man, continue. Yeah, you love cheese man. Although, listen, I'm going to say right now, it sounds to me like we're leading into a situation where this guy's ancestors stole from Yanathan and Morgan, and now I kind of feel bad for those Do guys. you think that Yanathan and Morgan's heavy chain box that they took and are trying to drag away, or that's their possession? Didn't Maybe. sound like it. No, it didn't sound it's like not- it. He said they stole from ogres. Yeah, yeah. ogres. Who fucking cares about ogres? They that's upset racist. the balance. I'm- okay. All right, continue, Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. 
Yes, where was I? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. His family secret is interrupting yes. people. Uh, <laughs> my ancestors sweet-talked themselves, uh, offering some shelter and a place to heal away from their pursuers, whoever they may be. Uh, and they had many riches in their possessions. They had many riches in their possession. A, a great sword, a uh, shiny golden shield, an immaculate set of armor and a helm, uh, and, uh, and others. But my ancestor was most intrigued by what he could not see, whatever was inside that chest. Uh, as the elves rested, he cast a spell on them that hid his movements, and he made a copy of the chest of his best cheese. He made a chest of cheese? He made a chest of cheese. <laughs> and then it. he enchanted this chest to appear. What? As it were, the, uh, the real chest that they had brought. But you could still eat it if you tried. Oh, yes, it would have been very, very good. It's, it's the same recipes that we use today. Delicious. Trust me. Uh, don't eat this. This I, is magic. This oh, is Michael's reaching out for it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, you'll hit your eye. Oh, yeah. No, it covers my no, eye. mini flat. Mini flack, no! Oh no! Oh yeah, all the flacks were reaching out. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Abort. Roll, roll, a, roll a deck save from the mini flacks. <laughs> I want to see if they get caught in the whirlwind of cheese. Oh, no. roll, roll individual four of them. Oh my god. Oh, my god. Uh, don't mess this up. We can lose one. <laughs> but the cheese. We don't want the cheese oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. image to get messed up. You got 28. It's plus 8, so I'm at 20. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, so one, one of them is very safe. Do I have four total? You have four total, I believe. Okay, so I already rolled one. You already rolled one, and one is very, very safe. 26, 16, 11. Okay, the 11 one does get caught. Oh, oh. And pulled into the, into the whirlwind of the vortex, and you watch as the shadow just kind of blobs. There's like a big, <laughs> as if like a cloud moved in front of oh, the sun. God. Flacus, no! <laughs> oh no, Flacus just gets, and he gets caught in, in the whipping cheese. Uh, oh no, the cheese! And, uh, and Flacus gets torn apart. Oh, Jesus wow. Christ! The cheese ate him! <laughs> and as, uh, as he is, he bursts into, if you will remember, these were created by the party box, and they burst into a cascade of confetti. Oh, <laughs> that was kind of cool! How do the other Doppelflax look in reaction? They, they just start covering their ears and running around in a circle. <laughs> you ruined the puppet show. No, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, what the heck, it's man? It's fine, y'all. Get your, get your mini-me's in order. Well, that was a lesson for them to... Yeah, maybe they won't. Do as I know. say, not as I do, you know? Marjorie That's looks not at the how monkeys. that works. They're not, they're not real. <laughs> they literally do everything you do. That's the whole do point. Do they react to that? No. Oh. <laughs> well, well, I... No, no, I'm like... How could you say that, Zabbis? Look at them. And then when Zabbis goes to look at them, I act hurt oh. so that they will act hurt. <laughs> yeah. They, they, yeah. <laughs> Marjorie, you look at the monkeys. I feel nothing. Yeah. Marjorie just looks at the monkeys and they are they are scared and quiet yeah, and the behind me. The monkeys are learning. <laughs> the monkeys see and they learn. The monkeys see, the monkeys don't. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, let me recover. Don't no. apologize. That wasn't on you. No, I just I have to. <laughs> oh, I, he like stretches his shoulder. He's like, oh, I got whip really hard now. Uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he covered he covered the chest and he made a fake chest out of cheese and then he enchanted that chest uh, to look like the real one. Uh, he filled it with uh, the, the the with rocks to make it tr try to 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 mimic the weights, but he couldn't. It was the real one is was incredibly heavy. When the elves woke and they and they left, they they were in a great hurry because 
they were being pursued uh, by some sort of, uh, you know, some force that was after them. Uh, and they left in a great hurry, and they did not uh, double-check the chest. They, they took it for granted that they could move it, and then and, and they, they, they ran away. And my ancestor was thrilled that he, he pulled one over on them, and he, he succeeded in his ruse, and he had this, the real chest. He could not get it off. He could not get the chains off. He could not get it open. He couldn't move it. He said it was, it was much too heavy. Um, he covered it in, in, uh, in some of his lesser cheese so that the elves would not see that there were two chests. Um, and the, but the, the lesser cheese rotted or, or otherwise turned into, into stone or, uh, around the chest and it ended up encasing it in this rock. It was very strange and my, my ancestor could not break it open. He ended up feeling an incredible sense of guilt when he, when he tried to open the chest, when he tried to get the rocks, the cheese rock off of it. Uh, he, he, like, he didn't belong to him and he, he, uh, he felt bad about it. Um, but clearly, these elves were, were thieves in their own right, but he was... That's how he justified it. Yeah, but nonetheless, he was, he was saddled with a heavy, heavy weight on his soul. Uh, and he was never able to remove the enchanted cheese from the chest. It was just years passed, and his guilt grew, and the cheese became more rock-like. Um, but he found another strange side effect. Uh, certain cheeses, when placed next to this rock in the aging hut, uh, would be very good, and other cheeses would be very bad, and eventually he would use this to judge cheese if it was good enough to sell. <gasps> I'll, I'll keep my cabbage to myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weight! It's the weight! Oh, oh shit! I even put that together. Oh, as the years went by, he he started to use this to judge other people's cheese too, and and and, and yeah, it it. Oh my god! I know it's that's what this that's what the weight. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your beautiful cheese story, but it's the weight. Duh! It's the weight. It's heavy. That we're so we dumb. Wait. Why? Why did we think it was? Not the way. Because I'm old and wise, and I had intuition, and this time, I was wrong. We gotta go smash that shit open. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of gold inside. Well, how do we do that with, with everybody in the middle? Maybe, whatever's in the chest. There's mold, there's mold he inside. He covered it up before he opened it. He couldn't open it, open. but we could with the modern day medicine and tools. Okay, but hold on a how second. Metal- hold on. How are we going to even get it? Because we're going to, it's going to, it's in the center of the town, right? Yeah. So how do we get the town away? And uh, not, we're so, best friends yeah. with the town's leaders. That's true, but Brandon everybody Cramp. in that town loves that big, heavy rock. We can I think replace we can it. find them Wait, another <gasps> one. No, we can have them, cop- we can have, uh, from Azure. Make a copy make of Make a the- copy of, of the weight. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, can you, you do, do that? that? I had never considered this. I suppose I could try to figure out some magic that my ancestor used, and and it's a done deal. You you, there's something you you need you need the rock. You need to get in at the, at whatever that is inside that chest. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yes. yes. Dude, aren't you interested? I would very much like to just go home. <laughs> oh. That's hey, speaking of which, did Lockhart have anything to do with uh with why you're here? Yes, he captured me from my home, and he took me here. I oh, hey! Think. Oh, hey, Marjorie, that sounds a lot like that thing we made a bet about when uh, I said that we would find this, this French gentleman 
either in the basement or elsewhere as a result of Lockhart's actions. And your side of the bet was that Lockhart wouldn't have done something like that. My ears. My ears are rigging. Hey, Margaret! Uh, who's... Is someone talking I, to I me? grab her ear to speak into it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, all the other flex, flex they yeah. go nuts. No. They grab your, they're all oh. over you. Oh, <laughs> monkeys! Monkeys! <laughs> the monkeys and the doppelflex get into it. <laughs> I'm just, just yelling. Like, I have a question. So we came here because we saw the, like, sparkly... Timbardra! <laughs> no, I, just, I need to hear you. Give me your dagger! We saw the sparkly tear, right? Dagger. Up here? Or No. I turned. We saw something sparkling. I saw it when I was doing the. But Marjorie was oh, wrong about it, just I, like she was about Lockhart. Give me that dagger. Yeah, the, I the love him. Mar- I go over and tap up. What? I love him. I you... saw his picture. I saw his, and I and I go through my oh, my no. pockets, and I through the my most special pocket. I take his picture <laughs> out and I uncrease it. And I show it up, and I have tears in my eyes. I, I, do you see? Frank, did he even look like this? And I turn. Yeah, more or less. He did! I, th- th- you fell in love with a, a picture. Have what? you ever watched anime? <laughs> <laughs> what? I want to know what's in that treasure box. When Zabbis says, I want to know what's in that treasure box, you hear a voice. From behind you guys. And it says, Yes, I would also very much like to know what is in that treasure box. Uh oh, that doesn't sound like Thran or Crane. And I'm very glad that you boys and girls have found it for me. I turn around with I my I turn around with my bow drawn. And I turn around with my monkeys. And I turn around while I'm taking Z- uh Marjorie's <laughs> dagger from her. <laughs> that roll sleight of hand. Sure. I'm also like incapacitated. Net twenty. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Marjorie is just covered in monkeys and uh, tiny and flax. tiny flax, and my ears are plugged. And and Fletch is kind of like trying to pull everybody, like keep the peace. And <laughs> you you like have your your fing- fingers on like one pommel of one knife, and you pull it out of the sheath. To, like you're holding it up, and you all this whole tableau. Zavis off, you know, on his own. Staying out of the fray, above the fray, turns around. You all turn around and you see a uh, whole platoon of uh, gross bug monsters like Thran and Cran. Oh. What? Uh, and a uh, beautiful blonde elf woman <gasps> dressed uh, in a kind of uh, like dress military uniform with the, the you know, with the epaulets. shoulders, epaulets, and the, oh, and the buttons. And, and, uh, I think my heart flutters, but she, I don't know. She has a red flower uh, in her hair, not on the lapel like Yanathan, but a red flower in her hair. Uh, and she is looking at you uh, and she says, yeah, thank you so much for finding this. I guess as a reward, I'll kill you quickly, but not too quickly. That's not a good reward. Not like this dagger. I point at it. <laughs> Marjorie doesn't know who to call a bitch first. <laughs> hey, everybody. Grussell here with a few quick announcements. Then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 138 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter or D&D&Dpod on Instagram. Or email us at D&D&Dpod at gmail.com. Be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash dndndpod. 
just got our latest t-shirt club orders sent out or ordered at least people are starting to receive them uh if you are due a shirt you will be receiving that soon uh very excited to get the latest shirt the flagetti shirt uh out to patrons uh merch club members will receive this incredible design later this year on the merch that they are owed so stay tuned for that if you want to join the merch club uh or the hoodie club you can do so at patreon.com slash pod. If you would like some other of Beth's incredible artwork, either D&D&D or otherwise, make sure to check out her shop, radshop.cool, uh, for all of her great art. And speaking of her art, make sure you are listening to the hottest new podcast anywhere in the world, Your Art Friends. Uh, that review uh, is from me. It is not verified by any sources, but uh, I am a big fan of this show that my friends make and I produce. So please go listen to that. Uh, Your art friends available wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, and releasing new episodes on Thursdays. So the newest Your Art Friends will be available tomorrow if you are listening to this show the day that it comes out. That's it for me for now, but we'll have some more announcements coming in uh, eps coming up, uh, including including a call for questions for the next D and D and D and D D and D and D and D discussion episode. It's the fourth one of those. I should get it right by now uh, that we will be doing at the end of season four, which we are um, getting near. Uh, so that will be an exciting time um, when we get uh, this season wrapped up. Uh, stay tuned as we uh, accelerate things here uh, towards the end of this little bit of adventure. Uh, really excited for all the fun that we have coming up. So, When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, without any further delay, let's get back to it. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. She says to the uh, monsters who surround her, you can kill the mayor. I don't need him. Uh, and it'll Not be me! Ma- <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time coming for me to get revenge on your ancestor for duping us that way. The monsters, like, descend on Francois. <gasps> uh, tiny hut! <laughs> I'm cast Scorching Ray at this bitch. Can he do that? Yeah, you can try to cast the Tiny Hut and get you guys inside of it. Zabbis is going to cast Scorching Ray, but cannot cast it from within the hut. Correct. Roll your attack rolls, Zabbis. Okay, 25. Oh, wait, I cast that at fourth level, though. That's fine. That doesn't but change I gotta that. I got to roll. I have to roll Wild Magic. You do have to roll Wild Magic, yes. Yeah. Wild magic happens. Oh boy! Oh, oh man, that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be something. Targeted at Morgan. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, it's Morgan. I should not have said my heart fluttered. I kind of, I'm kind of tickled by it. I mean, I'm glad kind, it happened. Did. Yeah, she's beautiful. We've seen her before, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, in we, season two. Yeah, we fought well, her in season. Two. Has Mike seen her? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, oh, well, we, yeah. We all saw her. Everybody together. saw. Okay. Everybody saw. Weird brain. You guys stuff. defeated her. I'm I'm good. All my memory's all back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, roll a d100, and let's see what happens. 79. 
79. Nice. Someone nearby, or even the cast- caster themselves, gets a funny outfit for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> that re- a funny costume that replaces their outfit for the next 10 minutes. So, well, there's four of you, plus me, which is Morgan and, Fr- yeah, and, Fr- and Fromager, and then uh, all of the monsters, and all the doppelflax, and the monkeys. You sure. Well, no. If you get if you get hit with this, then then yeah. yeah. So, uh, Chelsea, roll a d10. I rolled a nine. They get outfits. Get outfits, and you can choose what the yeah, outfits yeah, yeah. are. Um, can they're goop monsters instead yeah. of the? So they're bugs. Hear me out. Can they're... they kind of turn into people wearing mocap suits? Yes. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest. Like you reveal, like if it was a show, and yeah, you like yeah, reveal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and now it's just dudes. It's like a, it's a VX, VFX real wipe. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a Mortal Kombat character? Like a guy who's in mocap. Is it? I think so. Oh yeah. God, that's yeah. So the skin, D&D skin tight, now. green suit with yeah. the with the the Dots, ping pong balls. Balls everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! This is terrible. We look awful. <laughs> This is yeah. so humiliating. And they stop attacking Francois, who's like very, very injured. Awesome. But well, they... wait a minute, what about my tiny hut? Oh wait, did Scorching Ray even hit? No, we have to resolve a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh the tiny hut, the dome's starting to fall as the Scorching Ray gets uh cast. The Scorching Ray takes off, but as it does, there's a poof of magic that turns all of the monsters into guys in mocap suits. <laughs> Morgan pulls the flower from her hair as the Scorching Ray is heading towards her, and she flicks her wrist, and the flower stem turns into a long fire whip. Whoa. And uh, she is very easily able to whip aside a Scorching Ray. Fire is kind of her thing. Fuck. Oh, no! Yeah, you guys didn't get the full brunt of her fire. Marjorie, you were even in that different room. In season two, yeah, that Juno oh, set on fire, and then, so yeah, because I'm guessing she's also smart. <laughs> <laughs> so she's smart and like does fire stuff. I'm fu- like our spells cancel each other out, <laughs> so that's not good. She whips one more time her fire whip now at its full length. This is like a ten foot bull whip, uh, very Indiana Jones like with but made of fire, like the Balrog in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she whips it one more time, and four um, rings of fire fling out from this ri- this whip, and they they uh, latch around all of you. Oh, uh, make a athletics. What the? Whoa! About my tiny hut. <laughs> Your tiny hut is dispelled. <gasps> wow! But I need a I refund from Liamon. Is it a re a saving throw or just athletics? Yeah, roll a strength saving throw. Fuck, oh, I no. have twenty four athletics. Sorry to ask. Duh. Yeah. Oh wait. I am too. Wait. Yeah. What is it? A saving strength. Throw. Oh, and I was on nine nineteen, and then I got a nap one. Oh well, let me re-roll. Okay. Seven. Nine. Sixteen. Uh, nope. None of those are going to be good enough. You guys are. Sixteen's uh, not good enough. No. The end of the twenty four wouldn't right have been here. good enough. What? Um, and uh, you guys are now wrapped up in bounds of fire. Ow. Uh, ropes of fire. The monkeys are screaming. Yeah, the monkeys are losing their mind. Oh. Howler monkey oh, rage. Howler. Uh, you guys are all going to take... Glad I wasted my fourth level spell slot to turn the monsters into cap. 
<laughs> Margarine, you're going to take nine fire damage. Fletch, you're going to take eight fire damage. Flack, you're going to take six fire damage. And Zavis, you're going to take ten fire damage. What the fuck? Yes, as you are wrapped in these flaming uh, ropes. The mocap monsters uh, have pretty much given up on on Francois, who is um, injured, but as far as you guys can tell, still alive. Um, and they're like, these horrible faces, they're all, they all look like the Tron guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just very generic mocap people. Oh no! Uh, and Morgan says, like, forget about... Forget about that. I'll I'll dispel this in in a minute. But right now, <laughs> just grab them and and let's get them back to the dig site. Uh, and we we need to get out of here before those damn ghosts show up. The ghosts. Oh, oh, damn ghosts. The monsters kind of uh circle around you. They they want to have their claws, but they they don't because they're <laughs> mocap people. Little nub, little soft, nubby they're just fingers. soft, nubby, chubby <laughs> fingers <laughs> in green gloves. <laughs> what are we supposed to do with these? <laughs> are the double flax also bound in fire? Uh, they are acting as if they are. Uh, the monkeys now disperse. They they're they're going so crazy that they start to like run away. But once they get out of a certain range of you, they poof. Oh, mm. yeah, and you're you've lost your monkeys. Oh, they just leave shorts behind. <laughs> yeah, just they oh, just no. fall. Oh, <laughs> the cargo shorts fall to the ground. The monsters circle around you. They they don't have uh, their. Cl- they're like, Mrs. What are we supposed to do with their, we, these chubby fingers? They, we have no claws. Just push them. Just just push them in back to the dig. <laughs> uh, Marjorie focuses all her weight low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just spaghetti. Just. Just, yeah. just noodle. Yeah. We must roll this one. <laughs> <laughs> the tiny one must be rolled. <laughs> I love these guys. <laughs> so they start to um herd you herd herd you back deeper into the temple. You go back into the hallway from which you first exited out of the forge room. You go in a different direction that which you then then that led you to where you were. Uh, you go deeper into the temple through this illuminated, these illuminated silver hallways until you reach a large room that has a huge hole excavated through it. This is similar to the hole that you guys followed Thran and Cran out of when you were underground uh, under in Middleton. Um, so you get the sense that this, is, this was created by these monsters. It was dug through there. Uh, and uh, they roll Margarine along, still, still uh, you know, peaceful protesting Margarine. Uh, they keep pushing you through. The rest of you, they kind of hurt. If you if you try to resist too much, if you try to push back or whatever, yeah. the the fire bounds get tighter um, and burn you more. They they don't they don't constantly burn you. They're not constantly hurting you, but they definitely flare up if you try to be a problem too much of a problem. Uh, as I know, what does the fire? What kind of an effect does the fire have on uh, fabric and clothing? Does not burn your fabric it does not burn your clothes it is very magical fire <laughs> it doesn't burn you away to be nude margarine i didn't want to be nude i had a plan <laughs> sure. i had a plan it wasn't to be nude but i could also do that <laughs> you go through this tunnel for a little bit it goes deeper into the mountain and then it starts to go up you go up into the mountain and margarine you get the sense that you're getting closer to that glow that you originally saw that was somewhere deep in the mountains you're getting closer and closer to that point and this opens up the hole opens up into a massive massive cavern and what you see before you is truly shocking 
Oh. You are in this huge excavation site. Uh, there's ramps going along different levels of, of hill. It's been this it's in this hollowed out cavern. There's scaffolding built along one side of the of the wall. There are weird huts. Uh, an architecture that you're unfamiliar with. They seem to be made out of mounds of some kind of material that's maybe oozing. It's hard for you to tell in your dark vision. There are uh, lots of the gross um, bug creatures scurrying around. Uh, they are digging at uh, uh, the wall against uh, which all the scaffolding is up. Uh, some are vomiting acid. Uh, onto rock to dissolve it. Others are clearing it away. Some are just digging with their claws. What they're exposing on this wall, first thing you notice is the shine that comes off. A huge, bright shine as you open, as you walk into this cavern. And after that initial reaction of this, of this shine that hits you, uh, your vision adjusts and you see massive plates of silver all along this wall, and it's, it's a football field-sized wall that's been exposed. These huge plates of silver. And you start to piece together what this is. They're digging out the body of a dragon. Whoa! Oh, dang! They're scales. They're scales. From another hole... Uh, not far from where you guys exited, uh, you see a group of monsters who are not mocap uh, <laughs> exit, and they're carrying uh, like what looked to be huge silver pry bars. It takes a couple of them to, to carry them up on their shoulders. Uh, Morgan is like, ah, excellent, you found them. Good work, Team 3. Thank you, Mrs. We're so grateful to be serving you. And um, they bring them around down this ramp uh, that you are also being led down. You get down to kind of the main level of this huge cavern, and you see these huts. Uh, and among the huts as well are uh, huge vats and tubes and uh, pipes and industrial equipment, it looks like. Fletch, Black, and Zavis, you recognize this as similar to the equipment that you saw in the basement of Kestrel Manor. Dude, I was mm. just thinking about that episode. There are huge vats of boiling goop. Uh, and inside some of these huts are piles and piles of those strange shadow fruits that you found that were being used to distill the oil that was used to make the goop. Is that what turned you into gooper? Yeah, or at least I, when I popped one of the... Um, oh, when you sucked the, ass. When I sucked gas. I did not suck... <laughs> God damn it! Well, I said suck gas. <laughs> no, no, I sucked. I sucked gas. Uh, yes. And no. you see that these vats are let are being uh, attached to huge tubes, uh, and you follow the tubes with your vision as you're being led through this room. And you see that they're attached to massive syringes, massive needles, huge. Some some of them are ten feet long. They're being um, carried by teams of these monsters. There's there's scores of monsters around this around this uh, this dig site. The pry bar teams are going up on the scaffolding, up along the wall of the dig site, up along the the side of the body of this dragon, uh, and they start to pry uh, scales up. No. Oh, 
if Marjorie sees this and gets pissed. <laughs> oh, I'm yelling. I'm mad. I, I, d- d- how d- how could how dare you? No, no. Uh, as you scream, the binds around you get tighter. Don't care. She stands up. <laughs> you take another five fire damage. And roll another uh, strength save if you're trying to fight against these. I am. Can I still cast magic even if I'm tied up? You could try. I rolled an eight. Eight's not going to do it. They, they pinch you tighter and they hurt you again. Another eight. Um, I didn't think to ask this, but what happened to Pete? Pete does what Pete does when something like this happens. He finds safety. Okay, so he's yeah. not with us. He is not with you. He's not being held. Okay. Um, that, yes. What I imagine Pete to do in situations like this is like Pete finds safety. Like okay. Pete can get wherever Pete needs to be mm-hmm. and find you through your kind of psychic connection. connection. Okay. So that when you need him, he's there. But when he needs to get out of there, he can get out of there. Okay. Like Pete is an autonomous magical being. He finds a bed to hide under somehow. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know how he found a bed, yeah. but he's a cat. How'd you get there, bud? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, in the like ancient ruined dormitory somewhere <laughs> in that temple, he yeah. found a bed. Okay, cool. You hear a huge, resonant, deep, bassy groan that just shakes the whole ground around you as they're prying these scales up. You're trying to find a face. You're trying to find the head. They're still alive. They're still uh, Marjorie screaming that at, at Morgan. They're still alive, you monsters. I should hope so. Uh, now that we've found these um, these bars that we were that we forged inside the temple from the very silver that this dragon created, uh, I'm hoping that we can expose uh, some of its body underneath and or syringes. And you see, I'm so excited that you guys told me where the tear is, and it's inside the town. I'm going to. Ride this dragon down there and take it by force. (laughs) Are you fucking serious? They would never let you ride them. You would never be able to ride this dragon. Yeah. You're like injuring the shit out of it. This dragon's going to eat the shit out of you. Also, your your heart's not pure. Yeah, you don't have a pure heart. You can't ride the dragon. All of us think this is a dumb idea on your behalf. Yeah. Also, you're just a big bitch. You're big, <laughs> such a big bitch. I've never seen a bigger bitch. You're nope. dumb as well. D&D&D is a More Park Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sagan. Next time on D&D&D. Wait, is she going to turn into a dragon? Isn't that what the goop does? It turns you into goopert. I think she's going to use the goop to control. They're going to eject the dragon. Yeah. Can you explain your plan explain. more thoroughly? <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna die, just explain the plan to us so that we know how we're gonna die, and then and then be like, whoa, you're really smart, because right now we think you're pretty dumb. Yeah, we think you're real dumb, so prove to us you're smart. Yeah, prove it. Roll persuasion. <laughs>